Welcome to the Leaders of B2B podcast, a weekly show where we bring you interviews and in-the-weeds expertise from today's B2B experts and thought leaders. You can see more about today's episode and guests by visiting our website at leadersofb2b.com. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. At Content Allies, we turn you and your organization into industry thought leaders. We interview you and your leadership team and then turn those interviews into articles, white papers, videos, podcasts, and social content. Learn more and say hello at contentallies.com. All right, thank you for coming on the show today, Anne. Uh, super excited to have you on here. And um, for anyone in the audience who doesn't know who you are and uh, what your companies are, can you maybe give us a, a quick 60-second overview of just who you are and what your business does today? Sure. Thanks, Jake, for having me. So, hi, I'm Anne. I am the founder of Supercharge Lab, and uh, we are a cognitive artificial intelligence company. Uh, we help organizations do better by picking apart organizational processes and using automation to make them more efficient and more effective. And the first process that we have picked apart is sales. And uh, don't take my word for it. Check out our clients. We have 68 clients in mainly North America. And uh, we've been around for 14 weeks and we've done $82 million worth of sales on behalf of these clients. So that's who I am and what I do. All right. That is uh, pretty incredible. Um, do you say you guys have been around for only about like 14 weeks and it generated $82 million in sales? Uh, is that correct? That's right, Jake. Yeah. That's incredible. And so I'm, I'm very intrigued to learn and understand more on just how you guys have uh, accomplished so much so quickly as a company as it seems like you guys really just came out of the gate very quickly with a lot of results. Um, but can you maybe to kind of maybe dive in a bit more with kind of I also understand more of what you are doing with with Supercharge, how you guys are actually helping your customer. Can you maybe dive a bit more into that so we have a deeper understanding? Absolutely. So essentially what we do is we um, use our artificial intelligence um, platform. Uh, it's a proprietary platform that we have built um, by ourselves um, to essentially uh, do psychological profiling of our customers, key uh, decision makers, their prospect industries. We do psychological profiling essentially to be able to help our clients create messages that stick create messages that resonate with these key decision makers such that they are able to, to, to respond. Um, they, we help buyers to buy more than help sellers to sell. There's this joke um, around the block that everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold to. And essentially, that's what we do. We help um, organizations get to the customers who want to buy by helping the buyers to buy better. Okay, that's that's fascinating. And, and so I'm and so with like what you guys have built there, how much of this is, you know, pure software technology that's doing this profiling? How much of it is software mixed with consulting? I'm always interested in like the models that, you know, tech companies are taking these days of how much is it is just off the shelf versus kind of like a consultancy mixed in with the tech that you guys have as well. So I know that there are companies out there who say that they automate 11 messages or, or, or 13 messages. We automate only one message, uh, which is the outreach message. But everything else is a response through our uh, machine, uh, our, our, our psychological profiling practice. We do a lot of consulting work. We, You're right. We do a lot of manual selling work. We 
prefer to have the human in the equation because obviously nobody wants to talk to a robot. So we do a lot of consulting work, sales consulting work, and we essentially have a team of SDRs to help our clients do better sales uh, and close more sales. Essentially, that's what we do. Awesome, man. And so I'm curious, you know, with, you know, being, you know, such a young company and coming out of the gates uh, with, you know, 60 plus customers already, I know you come, I, I guess maybe I want to dive into, because whenever I hear a company that launches that quickly, like there's, there's got to be an interesting backstory that led up to this. And so I'm very interested in like your journey and your past where I saw you've been very involved and in, like, I guess, venture capital and like startup um, accelerators and kind of investment vehicles. And so can you maybe give us a bit more of your background? Like what was the story? that led up to supercharge launching and growing so quickly? That's a great question, Jake. So um, I started out my career in finance and I was pretty disillusioned with it. So in 2006, I started my first company, which was a magazine um, community-based company. Um, in those days, we didn't understand the word community. It was just a magazine, but uh, the real revenue model was insurance. We were selling insurance to our members in the community for their the the global expatriate in those days people were still called expatriates so we mm. sold insurance for them to cover themselves in health uh situations in two, in multiple countries mm. um and then i started a company called um behavioral science technologies and uh that essentially was the first impetus that we started um, understanding how sales are done, how behavioral uh, technology is built. And in those days, we, we didn't call it behavioral science. We dropped cookies into our clients' computers and basically tried to assess how um, they re reacted using heat maps um, to, to, to websites. So that was the first couple companies that I started. Um, and in 2010, I started a organization called Startup Nation. And basically we grew from strength to strength. And uh, we had about 80 companies in our portfolios in about 20 countries across the world, except for the US, interestingly. And in 2016, I wrapped up my bags and I said, okay, uh, I'm done with startups. I'm going to consult for large corporates. Uh, 2018, I started working for Young Presidents Organization, um, the YPO organization, and I uh, was consulting there for the presidents and CEOs of large companies. When I was with YPO, I realized that startups and corporates are exactly alike. They, they have the same problems, and when it came to the holes that corporates dug for themselves. It just happened to be deeper, but the problems were exactly the same. So that's when I realized that there was the opportunity to, to start a company like Supercharge Lab, where we would take apart corporate processes and attempt to make them more efficient and more effective um, through automation, through psychological profiling, through uh, behavioral technology. We believe that we're quite ahead of the curve in terms of cognitive artificial intelligence. I think a lot of people talk about artificial intelligence like it's a new thing, but it's been around for decades right now. And um, now it's becoming mainstream and commoditized. And so that's what Supercharged Lab does. We, we basically try to use artificial intelligence to help people do better. Okay, that's awesome. 
Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, I guess, like hearing your background and um, and and so I'm wondering with like the the launch of Supercharge, like you know these initial 60 customers that you got, like well, where did those come from? Was that from the existing networks you had, the existing connections, the the investments that you're involved in, or the associations, or how did you guys go about acquiring those those early customers so quickly for Supercharge? So that's a great question, Jake. You know, what we did was we, we drank our own Kool-Aid. So we use our own technology for ourselves. And that's essentially what we do. We get customers for our customers and we got customers for ourselves. Um, so we treated ourselves as our first customer and uh, basically did psychological profiling on several thousand people and uh, tried to get a couple of them onto our platform. And that's how we got about 68 clients. Nice. That is awesome. That's super exciting to hear. And so I, I'm curious, like, what is the, I guess, what does your team look like these days? And like, you know, who are the kind of like leaders or just where's that at? And how are you guys handling such kind of a quick launch and growth and, and staying on top of all that? So that's a, uh, that's really, really been a challenge for me. I think one of the things that I've, I've worked through is trying to get the right people on board. Um, it's a startup. We are completely bootstrapped. We don't have any venture backed, despite my background in venture capital. So we have a chief of staff, Sandra, uh, who used to work with me at YPO, and uh, another colleague, ex-colleague of mine, Daria, who also used to work with me at YPO. She heads up marketing uh, right now. And then we have a couple of uh, operations folks, Danby, Felicia, and Janet. Uh, Janet used to work with me uh, many years ago. And Danby and Felicia, um, we used our, uh, interestingly, we, we recruited Danby through our psychological profiling. We decided that we wanted a particular profile of staff and 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 uh, a team member and Danby happened to be fitting in terms of you know the psychological profile of the person we want to work with and Danby's uh, proven to be a very good contribution to the team. So I love that and how you can use the I guess the technology that you guys are building in different ways beyond sales recruiting and everything like that and and so if I understand correctly, are you guys using kind of someone's like uh, like you know public like LinkedIn profiles or profiles of customers to kind of analyze and kind of understand them and kind of their factors? Or can you maybe like share any more details on like the kind of like how that uh, approach works or what that looks like? Sure. So psychological profiling usually takes in um, up to 2000 data points. Um, we use things like your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook or Twitter handles. We look at Yelp reviews. We look at Amazon reviews. We look at Medium blogs. We do a quick Google search. So Predominantly, yes, you're right. Uh, there is a huge weightage on LinkedIn, uh, particularly because um, we are approaching these individuals from a professional standpoint. Therefore, a lot of uh, the content on LinkedIn is a little bit more professional. It's one of the, it's, it's been proven to drive 227% of lead generation increases uh, for a lot of organizations. So LinkedIn is a predominant platform that we use con content and data from, but we also analyze a number of other uh, data points, including your Facebook, Twitter, and the like. What happens is based on your structure of your content, structure of your the way you you, you write your words and, and, and your presence, your online presence, we then form a thesis on what your 
purchasing behavior would be like, whether you're a proactive person, whether you're a person who seeks answers or seeks data, seeks numbers, seeks financial ROI, uh, seeks social proof even. And uh, essentially, we then create messages that would um, stick to you or resonate with you, uh, particularly based on your personality and your decision-making behavior. Yes, I love that. And that makes so much sense because the the standard approach of just the same message to every single prospect, hoping that like, you know, what will resonate is going to go to the, you know, the core. But as you, as we all know, it like different people have maybe different things that they resonate with, different kind of buyers have different triggers or things that impact them. So what, why one person buys might be a, a different reason than why another person buys. And essentially it sounds like with that profiling, you guys are helping kind of uh, adjust that messaging accordingly. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I love that. And and so um, I'm curious, I guess, then uh, for you, I guess, where do you see um, this going as a whole or, or what's your kind of visions or future for the company? Is this something that um, you guys really want to stay focused in sales? Are you going to expand this to other use cases or, or where's your kind of head at in terms of where you're t- wanting to take Supercharge? Um Right now, um, I think we're focusing on sales as a process. Of course, we want to expand our functions to operations, to engineering, to accounting. Um, There are a variety of processes within organizations that need to be disrupted, and uh, we'll take them on one at a time. Um, We are expanding our portfolio of, of service lines. I think we are starting a uh, affiliate program, an agency program, and uh, these programs will help us to optimize selling agencies or marketing agencies to do better for the clients as well. So those are some of the plans that we have. Um, where do I see the industry as a whole going? I think artificial intelligence is going to reach technological singularity. I think it's inevitable at some point that Artificial intelligence creates its own intelligence, um, super intelligence. I think what is important right now that we do is through cognitive and behavioral technologies, we we create these technologies based on a strong ethical compass such that we don't create a dystopian future for future generations. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's... uh... It's the interesting to see the levels that I guess AI is getting to these days or the the ethical issues that can kind of come with a lot of these technologies and things that are starting to emerge with that. And um, yeah, I imagine it's a, it's a thin line to walk as you're kind of in the space and how you use this ethically and uh, where it can get gray lines and stuff there as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, awesome. And so I'm curious, you know, for you as a startup founder also, like, you know, what what is it that, you know, keeps you up at night or what is... You know, what is it that are the things that like, you know, you find are some of the biggest challenges for you at this phase? Um, Predominantly, I think it's always to do with expansion and growth. Um, It's to do with creating efficiencies within our organization for for growth and for for, um, smooth operations. Every founder I know gets kept up at night because of cash flow. So Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm... I'm unique. I think every founder is uh, is wondering about cash flow, about fundraising. We just launched today, the 1st of December, our fundraising campaign. Uh, so we are interested in getting investors on board, the right investors on board. The fact that I have venture capital 
background in in my experience doesn't make it all the easier. At least at least I know how to answer the questions. But other than that, you know, we're we're still looking for the right partners to to fund our startup. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, I, I definitely get that, and and it's um, and it seems like you guys are doing the right thing of bootstrapping it early on, getting that traction, so that when you do go to the funding, you have um, you know at least a good a good stake in the game. You don't have to give up too much of the company because you've demonstrated that initial focus and traction already. Absolutely, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, great. And so, if someone is interested in learning more about Supercharge, what you guys are doing, uh, what's a where's a good place, I guess, to kind of find out more about what you're doing online or to follow you or your journey? The best place to find us is on LinkedIn uh, because we use LinkedIn predominantly in our email, our drip campaigns as well. So follow us on LinkedIn at Supercharge Lab. Alternatively, you can go to our website at www.superchargelab.com or you can write to me any day. And that's A-N-N-E at superchargedlab.com. Awesome. And thank you for taking the time to come on here. I appreciate you sharing your journey and what you're building and everything. Super fascinating and uh, love the use of technology here. Um, as we wrap up, I always like to ask, you know, for other B2B professionals or entrepreneurs who are on their journey and everything, any words of advice for others who are on their path? Don't go it alone. Never go it alone. There's always someone out there who can help you reach out and, and share with friends and, and, and peers and network as much as you can. And uh, there is power in the team. So don't go it alone. Always fall back on something or someone uh, out there. Awesome. I love it. That's uh, great advice. And I find that, yeah, the, uh, yeah, having, having some sort of peer groups or even just people you connect with uh, today connected on a call with another friend, entrepreneur and, just sometimes talking, chatting about stuff, it's it's super valuable. Um, and so, yeah, I can't, can't stress that enough as an entrepreneur, having others around is super valuable. So that's phenomenal advice. Thank you. Awesome. Um, well, thank you for taking the time to come on the show today, Anna. I appreciate you sharing your journey with us. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find links and show notes from today's episode at leadersofb2b.com.